Hello. Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm here today with our lead pastor, Nathan Gagney. Hey guys. And I'm here, <laughs> and I'm here today with, <laughs> with our Dover admin, Tammy Ramsdell. Good morning. Hey there. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i having a little bit of trouble shifting gears, but let's, uh, let's do this. Yeah, let's do, yeah, we've had, we're, we've, right before this podcast started, we've had some scheduling uh, fiascos with some things, so I get it. Yeah, it's hard. You got to work through it. Yeah, I, I've got three minutes. Let's try to knock eight things off my to-do list that are overdue. That's, <laughs> Great job, great job trying. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was great. So we were in, uh, we were in our our third week of our our fifty two week series. Uh, Be like Jesus. Not really fifty two weeks, but uh, it just seems like it could be uh, week three of it. The Lord's Prayer. Um, I loved this this message. I thought it was really good. I've heard people dissect the Lord's Prayer before. Um, and I, I like the way you did it. Uh, what quite a did bit. you like about it? Well, so a couple. One, you you starting it off saying like it, it's not like a cheat code, cheat code, in an old uh, video game, to where uh, Jesus isn't saying like this is the exact framework. Oh, you only pray this way because um, I do know people that like that's that's the belief. Oh, we have to open our service or open our time together with the Lord's prayer it right. becomes a ritual piece. And so I liked you dissecting that right off the bat. But even before when you went in, here's the first request from the prayer. I never viewed those as requests. I thought those, I did view those as a part of the prayer that, okay, hey, before you go into asking for anything, give God his His rightful place, like tell him, Tell him that he's good. Like, let, let make sure you're setting your heart up in that way. Um, ask that his will would be over yours. But, but it, to me, that was more of like, first, I need to figure out how to submit myself right. before I go to request. But then, when you said like, this is the first request that we're we're asking his name be holy in our hearts and in and in the on earth. And I thought that was an interesting way to to spin it. And you probably knocked me out of the box that I would normally think of, which you, you diminished more rules in my own heart of like what praying should be. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Cause we're not trying to butter God up. Right. Right. Like, all right, before I ask, which you said, right? Like when you're, you're a great father, when your kids need something <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, but, um, but no, I just thought, I just liked those ways that you dissected it. Those stood out to me quite a bit. But uh, Tammy, anything stand out to you for this? Well, I always thought when you pray from like one of the teachings that I had, it's like the three Ps. You go with praise. You start off with prayer, your prayer in praise. And that's one thing I liked how you said it too. It's like, like you're not, when you're praising God, you're not trying to butter him up before you go into for petitioning what you need or anything like that. 
but you praise him and you set your mind and your heart, like you're going for your father, you know? Yeah. It, what's the uh, the compliment sandwich? It's like the, it's like that. It's the pr- the prayer sandwich. God, you're so good. I need more money, and you are really awesome, right? It's not that. Michelle told me that she never she appreciated it. she'd never heard it broken down before, oh. and I'm like, I was thinking back, like, well, I guess I have never preached it before. Yeah, and I was thinking too, like, why didn't I do that? But then thinking through, because we've both been part of this church for 30, 28 years, uh, and maybe Michelle's been. um, And uh, I don't really remember it being talked about before. Really? And so I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm like anti-cliche or anti-trendy. So this one, I'm like, well, everybody knows about the Lord's Prayer. Everybody preaches about the Lord's Prayer, so i never done it. Right. But then apparently, like, oh, maybe I should have done this 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, because you forget. That's part of the hard part of being, like, being as involved in church as, as we are, doing as much research, is sometimes when we say, oh, everyone's everyone's doing that. But there are some people that they listen to you for that, and then they have their study time, like, like there's not as much people aren't watching Sunday services like we are, right? Because right. we want to see what 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 are people doing for worship? Like what's the cool things that's that's happening that that elevate the worship experience or elevate how they're teaching. We do that, but other people don't. So it's always hard to say like, oh yeah, everyone everyone's preaching about this. This is all a trend. But maybe our our church missed it because we're we're the ones they listen to. Well, the, obviously, the other one that I keep axing out is like the body, the, the armor of God. I've never preached through that one either. Like we've talked about it, yeah. But I've never yeah. preached through it because like everybody does that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna preach it, and people are. I, we've almost scheduled it a couple times, but then we always take it off because I'm like, wow, we just. But you do a great job of taking something that is well-known and framing it in a way that makes me think about it differently. So, like I said, like, I have heard a sermon. I don't know who it was. I don't know when I heard <laughs> it. A sermon about the Lord's Prayer. Um, but even through with yours, I was like, oh, oh, that's an even deeper, you know, thought that I hadn't thought about. Oh, yeah, I was putting some rules in what I learned about the Lord's Prayer. Like, I don't know. You do a good job on it. So. There's all kinds of little things, right? Because we, it's like every little teaching on prayer, I feel like makes my prayer life worse. Doesn't make it better. What? the, the like, like the guidelines that I remember, people try and do? I remember an evangelist being at the church and I was probably, well, I was single. So I was maybe 24 years old. And I remember he had a, he was like trying to help people to pray and to do miracles and be used by God. So we had a, a group of people up. And so this one, uh, uh, this one um, lady in the church who's younger than me, she prays for someone, the person gets healed. And the evangelist says, you know why she got healed? Because you have compassion. Every time Jesus prayed for someone, you have compassion. So when I, anytime now <laughs> that I'm trying to pray for someone to be healed, I'm like trying to, 
stir up compassion in my heart. Shed get a some tear. tears. Yeah, get some tears. Go, come on. And and it's like just right that nowhere in scripture does it say the more compassionate you are, the more your prayers will be answered. But it's like this is one little off teaching that like just stuck in my head. The yeah. other one, so another evangelist that I brought in says, um, oh, I'll try to remember what he said. Um, but it was like a formula. Yeah. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's like you do these three things mm-hmm. in this order. I wish I could remember it. I, I, you, you made me think like the compassion one is so like, I'm so sorry that you weren't healed. You're going to have to go find someone who cares about you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. oh. But then it makes you question yourself, though, when you're praying for somebody and you're like, okay, did I have enough compassion? Was I doing it right? God, did you? Are did you I have enough faith? Yeah, it's like, you know. The, and I'm not a high compassion individual. Like, <laughs> That's why I think it's kind of funny. So it's like praying for them. You're going to suck it up. Yeah. So. I don't know. If Hang I can, on. Let me go get my wife. I want to. <laughs> She'll care. I want to find it right away. But I, I, I've got like the perfect example to that, which I could tell you about it, but we're an audio podcast, so it would be better if I show you a picture. Perfect. <laughs> um, sorry, I know this is a really compelling audio here. That's all right. So you can't, so while you're looking, you can't remember the other speaker's formula, that, but it was the same kind of thing. One hand on their left shoulder. No, it was, it was like, um, you make this statement about God and then, okay, I, I did find the picture. It's in my favorites, March 18th of 2020, <laughs> as I was teaching my six-year-old or five-year-old how to ride a bike. And he crashed <laughs> riding the bike. And so before I helped him get just, up, I'll just take, just, a, just take a picture. <laughs> before Remember. I helped him get up. <laughs> like, I do the capture of this memory. So yeah, that's just he's dead. Yeah, and then I just snap a picture. That all that for those who can't see it, all that's missing is the chalk outline of his body. Like that's exactly what the picture looks like. High compassion (laughs) guy. That's funny. Yeah, that's poor kid. That is um, that is terrifying. Yeah, to have to think through like, oh yeah, the more compassion, the more likely the miracles. Yeah, we, we do that, I feel like. I, oh, I, oh, I remember it. I remember it now, right? Because okay. I'm trying to think, like, I needed one of you to be sick, and then if I go to pray for you, it will pop up in my head. But first, <laughs> you, um, when you're praying, if someone's going to get healed, you have to, um, you, you bring the request before God. Then you tell God about all the miracles you've read about in the Bible and then you tell God about all the miracles you've seen in person and then you uh. pray for the request. And I do that. I do that still. So some of it is like, again, just trying to bolster my own faith. Sometimes I say it for the listener to increase their faith. Right. But God, I pray for this person who's blind and we know in scripture, you healed the blind guy by spitting in their eyes. So <laughs> And then I remember spitting on someone before, and not, I mean, but, I, but I'm, so I'm going to combine but, these but things. We've together seen and... this miracle of you healing this other blind person in the church, and so right now we speak to these eyes, and that doesn't do anything really, right? right? It's not just like you say the the cheat code, right? And all of a sudden, 
It's yeah. all open. I mean, I think they're good. They're helpful. They're helpful, but they're but it's not right. It's not a, a well, secret formula. It, yeah, it comes down to everything. Like these are these are guidelines that if you don't understand why you do it that way, you're gonna m- miss it in general. I think that know? was one of the things about Jesus too. He's pretty deliberate. He never. It seemed like he never did it the same way twice. Yeah. Yeah. This time he is gonna. Spitting some dirt, make it mud, wipe it on your face. This time he is just going to speak it. This time he's not even going to go. He's just going to tell you, go right. home and they're going to be healed. This time yeah. he's going to, this time the lady's going to uh, touch his robe and she'll be healed and there won't be anybody who prayed. Right. And I think he does that at church. This time the person gets healed during worship. This time the person gets healed at salvation. Yeah, absolutely. This time the person gets healed when they come up front. This time they get healed when you anoint them with oil. This time they get healed with the evangelist. This time they get healed with the eight year old. Like, he's just like, you are not going to turn this into ritual. Yeah. I'm your God with a capital G. I'm not your God with a lowercase g. Right. So what What keeps us from doing, so I guess we we don't have like healing nights or anything like that, but I know there are, there are some, some churches that do. And and we do, we've done them. Yeah, we've we've done them in this Dover building. How do you how do you try and do so? Because the because the intention behind that is great, right? Like a night of God's miracles, a night of God's miracles. But how do you do that without without making it feel like that is a oh you want to get healed? Well, we have we have a healing night coming. Like, do, are you do you feel like you're pretty deliberate of trying to like, hey, we're, this is only happening because we you know, have a faith that it's happening, but it's not because it's called healing night that you're getting healed or do you, would you feel pressure and trying to over explain that what the I, night and the ritual is the only like- thing that I feel bad. The only part of it, maybe that I don't like is um, where people think only the evangelist can heal people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the part of it. I don't like, so I'm going to go travel around Follow to to get to that evangelist so I can get healed. That's you- like the part that 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 I like really get hung up on. No, okay, everybody's got a spiritual gift. I suppose you're desperate. You go to yeah. wherever. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's wrong, but I just don't. Sometimes our faith is not in God. Our faith is in the evangelist. Yeah. And I think that's goofy. Yeah. And I think that people do that still. Like, oh, if I haven't, if I'm not feeling well, they won't go to somebody to pray for them. They have to seek you out or a pastor because they, as long as the word pastor is in front of it, it's like, I think in their mind that it's like close to God or they want that person to pray for them. Like they're holier. We did have a, we did have an advertised night of healing when Ty Buckingham was here. Yeah. And he did it. And really he didn't pray awesome. for anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He taught. Lazy. No, <laughs> just what a waste of money on a guest speaker. Um, no, but he taught the church how to pray for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that because he had the same fear you had. Like, right. not fear, but the same idea. I don't want to leave and people say, man, we need to get Ty Buckingham back so the Holy Spirit can move again. 
Right. Like, so he's just like, no, like you're all going to do it. Right. I thought that was really cool. He's coming back Sunday, March 5th. I'm just doing a single service. He's so much fun. Having him at, because we had him, if you, if you weren't at it, we had him at leaders retreat beforehand and the conference. So we got to like hang out with him. He's so much fun. Yeah. He's, He's not uh, hard to talk to off the pulpit. And like, you know, he's a really chill, relaxed guy. And everything about a traveling person that sketches me out, like just there are things that I always wonder about. Like he has set up in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Like he still has a home church. He still has a pastor that can listen to his sermons that he travels on and correct him. And he's like, yeah, I'm not one of those one of those people that go around and have no one proofread my conference talks. Like I have pastors that tell me if I'm wrong or not. I just love everything about how he functioned. That was really cool. But either way, back to the the prayer. Yeah. Anything, anything else? So our father, I think, um, yeah. How how do we miss that? Right. Our father, not, all right, this is how you pray. So, yeah. Hey, Jesus's father, Mr. God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. God, could you please? Uh, yeah. I think it's really good though that you are preaching on prayer because I do think a lot of people don't know how to pray. And like I was talking to Hannah and from being un- at Unplugged with all the teens there, there were teens that did not know how to pray. And like she was praying for them and they were in like a prayer circle and they just didn't know how. And- you know, because in some of them did come from, they don't come from um, Christian homes. So it's like, they didn't know even where to begin. Right. So if they come on Sunday mornings, you know, they're able to hear and like, they just start. It's a, there's a start. And I think that's what the Our Father is. It's a start. Yep. Yep. And it sets a posture. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like you think through really of everything that Jesus could have said of all the names of God. That he right. could have said, our father. Yeah. It's pretty great. Do, do, so you think in in that portion of teaching the prayer, like that's the focus is, is our, fa- our father is the posture. Like that's, that's what it's focusing on. So you think through though, um, do we trying to think like, because I've heard prayers started, start differently. Heavenly Father. <laughs> no, I've heard like, like, uh, heavenly God in heaven, which, which if you're, which is, if Jesus is saying, posture yourself to know like he's your father, he's, he's intimate with you. You think through starting with something that would be like, let me talk about how you're, you're, you're far heavenly God in heaven. Like, do you think that's a, and again, it's nothing's a rule, but the same idea of like, if it's the posture piece, we need to be posturing ourselves as, as something close to God, not like referencing he's so powerful, far away and, and, and great. Or do you think that's not even a, I'm just thinking through like, I, I've heard prayers start very like, oh yeah, he's, he is a large guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. and to where I think that, sometimes, right. It, it, if it's a public prayer, sometimes your prayer is a, it is a sermon. Right. Or it is a evangelistic effort. Yeah. So 
though sometimes they're, they're deliberate about the title and the way they're addressing yeah, God because true. of who's listening okay. in yeah, on that good. public prayer. Yep, that's fair. So what I reach right here, Luke 11 is where I preached out of, but the Lord's Prayer shows up in the Sermon on the Mount as well. Mm. And in that he says, you know, when you pray, don't babble on like the Pharisees do. Yep. So there's a ability to, you know, to be brief and concise. Right. Uh, but he's also pray privately. So he's teaching us a private prayer, not a public. Do you remember just in that you, we had a district event where they asked you to pray for the food. Do we ever, <laughs> ever talk about this? We had a district event that, that it was all the AG pastors and, and everything else. And they were like, oh, pastor Nate is going to pray for the food. And everyone like got ready. Nate took his half and just said, thank you God for this food. Uh, amen. Like, I think it was just that short. Like, thank you for the food. Amen. And he got applause because they've never <laughs> heard a short prayer for them. They were like, oh my God. Yeah, let's Let get eat. to the food. <laughs> yeah. It was such a funny, like, yeah, it's totally fine to be brief. <laughs> that was great. I, I forgot about that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was fantastic. I have had a lot of people shocked. Like, um, I remember we had, it's, I'm going to sound like a jerk, but it needs to, um, but I have to set the picture for the story. So this, this very large woman at a church event and I got asked to open in prayer and I was probably like 27 years old <laughs> and it was a similar thing. Like everybody's there, everybody's quiet, everybody's stomachs groaning and tongues <laughs> and... <laughs> And it was like, take it. So I'm not being irreverent, but just slow down. Let, let it be quiet. And like, Lord, thank you for this food. Bless it to our bodies. Amen. And the lady goes, I don't remember. She yells out like, oh, thank the Lord. That was the best prayer. Let's eat. Come on, let's eat. And uh, you weren't offensive until you gave her a voice. Well, that was her. I had to get that deep throaty. I mean, I mean, she was very loud and she was, I mean, that was so excited Yeah, that you did a short prayer. I wasn't trying to, I mean, that was the picture. Yeah. I, I'm not going to like lie. But yeah, like, no, that's fair. Oh, that was so nice, pasta. <laughs> uh, my father-in-law, whenever he would pray for meals, it would always be like King James version. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Like, and I'm like, you don't even talk like this. <laughs> yeah. Which is, right, another thing. Yeah. It's another... You don't know, and I would say even prophecies end up being in Old English just because that's just how you've been taught and what's been modeled. Yeah. And we, I mean, in our last worship night, we were doing prophecy and and words. And it was, uh, I'm trying to remember, like one of the kids' ones, like, I don't know, one of them was pretty funny. Like the, the just the way they said it, but it was 100% right. Like yeah. God yeah. speaks to us through what we know and through our vernacular. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's not going to do Shakespearean language. This like, year is going to be really, really big. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that is interesting. Which you did go into the New King, New King James, though. It didn't I had to be. Well, even the, then, like even in New King James Version, I don't even know what translation I've got it memorized in. But like anytime yeah. I go to a Catholic funeral, they always are saying this prayer and like, I'm a pastor. 
sometimes I have a hard time following along because I can't remember, wait, is it debtors? Is it trespasses? Is it sins? I can't remember. And then there's always a part too that people add on that I don't think is in scripture. So our father in heaven, well, you know how I have it memorized and how I wanted to say it on Sunday? Our father who Who art art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I never, the debts and trespasses and sins, I always start like mumbling and just mouthing the words. <laughs> yeah. And then it ends with, deliver us from the evil one. Some people say amen. And then they say, for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power. Amen. But I don't think that part's in scripture anywhere. I have never seen that. And I was going to ask, actually ask you, where did that come from and who added that? It's, I think it's Catholic tradition or it comes from one of the, one of the creeds, like not the Nicene Creed, but maybe there's another, there's another creed that's like Nicene. Because there was these, these early church gatherings where they're trying to reestablish doctrine or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think they added that at one of those councils. Interesting. Added a piece to it. I, I just, the only way I try and remember it is whenever I'd uh, visit the, the private Christian school that Haley went to, they had a song. It was, it was a boring song, but they had just, uh, it felt like you just had to follow the tone and say whatever word felt right. Like it wasn't catchy. But anytime someone reads it slowly, I'm like, and forgive us, Lord, as we forgive those who just pass against us. It's very like, oh man. That's the yeah. only way I had it like memorized as a kid because I just listened to that and be like, man, I got to learn this. This is crazy. For thine is the kingdom. That voice is so accurate for what it sounds like. I know. I, I'm not a good singer, but I'd be a good singer if I was a character. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one one thing you talked about that I I didn't want to get on, and we had a question about this section as well that someone texted in. But I loved when you when you talked through the part where it says, "And forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who have sinned against us." And you think like you can't pray that prayer if you're if you hold on to to other people's sins. Like if you're hold if you're holding that. Um, grudge if you're not forgiving like Jesus just told us how to pray and we're unable to do this prayer if we're holding grudges and we're we're not forgiving people of their sins and I love that like that's something that was really powerful when you were like hey when you become a Christian you forfeit the right to to be offended like you're not allowed to be offended which I feel like we're sometimes some of the most easily offendable group. Well, <laughs> like if, publicly, if, it feels like we're the highest, we're the easiest to be offended, which, uh, well, I don't know. Sometimes so you think about. Wasn't there a question that was kind of on the subject? It was asking, yeah, I could pull it up. Um, it, it, it was asking the difference between keeping a boundary and, and forgiving, like, um, you know, you don't have the right to be offended, but how do you keep the boundary? I'll pull up the question. So being offended at sin is not, it's like saying you love your wife and you love fried chicken, right? It's not the same thing. Being offended at sin and being offended at your church or at another Christian, those aren't the same things. Having a spirit of offense 
is not the same thing as being convicted, right? They're totally, totally opposite categories. So when I say you can't be offended at anything, that doesn't mean like, all of the horrible things going on that you've just taken. Sorry. <laughs> so right, I found the question. I'll read it exactly how it is instead of trying to paraphrase. So um, could you expound upon giving up the right of offense and its relationship to feeling righteous anger slash negative emotions um, and how someone should walk through that properly? Yeah, but righteous anger is an offense. Right? We talked about righteous anger. What what sermon? It was not very long ago. I don't remember. It wasn't very long no. ago. It maybe was in the Nehemiah series. Um, righteous anger is a healthy thing. And that motivates us to make change and to um, start ministries and to help people and to prayer. I was talking about the... The stupid stuff. They looked at me wrong. The pastor didn't shake my hand goodbye. They got a promotion. I didn't get a promotion. Mm. They changed the way I had the piano. They, <laughs> like all these stupid things yeah, that yeah. churches fight about and split over. Right. And um, all those stupid things. Um, yeah, so you're, you, you weren't, it sounds like the question's talking through a little bit more of like, hey, this this deeply hurt. This this was handled wrong. How should I walk through that if I can't be, you know, maybe to them it felt a little bit like, um, oh, I'm not allowed to to be upset or I'm giving up the right to be um, upset at the fact that I was wronged or, you know what I mean? Like that could be how the question's being asked. Yeah, I, so I think they're just completely different categories. Gotcha. When I say we don't have a right to be offended, that doesn't even mean that we don't even have feelings. But say, for instance, um, I come to church and um, someone buys lattes for everybody, but not me. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, you guys didn't get me a latte? And they're like, no, of course not. You're rich, you're rich, get your own latte. <laughs> like that would hurt my feelings. I would have to process that. And I would have to forgive. Right. But what I'd want to do is to be offended. Like, well, how dare they? Right. I, I, how dare, I'll get revenge on them. They want to see rich. Well, <laughs> wait till they see how much toilet paper I buy and strew all over their house. Like, right? So... <laughs> I don't have a right, right to be offended like that. Yeah. I have to forgive 70 times 7. I have to forgive instantly, which is as soon as I can. So for in that situation, it would probably be about seven days later. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I need some serious process. But right, we're always tempted to be offended mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to deal with it right away. And that's a marriage too, right? So I'm a Christian <laughs> husband. My wife says something that just is, I mean, she made, she did it 100% on purpose to tick me off, to make a dig or to hurt my feelings. I have to 
live the unoffended life. I mean, I just right, and that doesn't it doesn't mean being walked all over or anything like that because mm. it, it it is probably complicated. But think about any petty. They took my seat at church. Right. They. Right. I mean, let's go through stupid things. I'm just trying. I'm trying to not say ones that I've heard recently. <laughs> they so didn't like my picture on Facebook. To, yeah, they they only talk about their kids and they never talk about mine. Right. They, you know, they're they're celebrating that they gave a lot of mission money to missions. But what about the churches who don't give money to missions? Well, what? what about them? Yeah. Right? It's all these stupid things that yeah. we're even inventing things yeah. to get offended over. Yeah. But I feel like we're, <laughs> a, it's an offensive culture. Everybody is looking to, they want to be offended so they can complain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The Triggered series talked about that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. How to, it was a rhyme. How to engage in the age of outrage. How to that engage right? in an age of outrage. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> um, we should write a song about it. It would have and to be. And it's rapping. already rhyming itself. It's already rapping itself. Right. Here Just we go. Finish it up. You're you're good at that. I'm going to email rest. Lecrae later and ask him if he'll <laughs> be on the album. <laughs> I mean, he will. I just need to pay him probably what fifteen thousand. Right. Yeah. That's fine. We can find that in the budget. Up yeah. the Kingdom Builders for next year. <laughs> One of the projects. <laughs> We'd really like Rap to get album. Lecrae. In our rap album. <laughs> I was thinking if someone was like really bored, they could go through and listen to every podcast and take out all the times we've sung in the podcast and then do like one of those 1990s um, albums. Like you love hearing them at church. Now hear them at home. Pastor Nate singing, um, Pastor Nate and Jeremy singing the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> and the and and uh, as a bonus, this Korean rap. So it's like yes, yeah. It would Someone be a great, please do that. A great album. I want that. It would, it would be. Um, a lot of work, but there's quite a bit of songs. It would have to be one of those, Start one of those this year. sixty minute commercials that play at two a.m. What Yeah, sixty second commercials is what it meant. Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. But we get offended, right? Someone hurts our feelings. We get offended. Yeah. We stay offended. Proverbs eighteen nineteen: A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. So if someone's offended, they won't even listen to the other person's point of view. Like, well, they didn't text me when when I was going through a really hard time. Oh, did you text them and tell them you're going through a really hard time? No. Okay. Yeah, but they didn't text me. <laughs> yeah. So you won't even be unyielding. You won't even yield a little bit and say, um, well, they excluded me. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, nope, I'm offended. Yeah. So make it right. Well, I can't make it right because you're unyielding. Yeah. But there's nothing we can do. You're just offended and stuck. And now Satan's got your heart. Mm. And uh, bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you <clears throat> that's literally part of your 
processing time in your prayer. Like if you want to pray through the Lord's prayer, if you want to follow it, like it is a very, you know, it's a structure for you. You probably have to pause. Like you said that you may have to pause there and pray for that for seven days. Right. Like you got, okay, shoot. I need to, uh, I need to start, uh, hang on. I wanted to see. I was trying to think of something that offended me this morning, but I don't really have anything from today, but I could go maybe I'm trying to think yesterday. Certainly the kids are, said something to me. <laughs> something happened at the store. Pretty chill day. What day was yesterday? Monday? Monday. Yes. Man, they were great. Must have been a great day. I um I went to unplug. They didn't have enough. So however however it worked out, they got all the kids to unplug but didn't have enough seats to get them home. Ah. So one of the cars I knew, left. I don't know. Uh, so I went and picked up kids and brought them home. So I had one of my sons with me and then I had five of the middle, the Milton middle school girls. Thankfully they were, they were all fun ones. Anyway, we had a good car ride home, but even that they didn't offend me. They were too tired. They weren't, they were really hyper and happy. A lot different. When I was in middle school, um, one of the girls in the youth group, every time at the end of those trips, I used to like joke like, oh, she's manifesting. The no sleep demon is manifesting because uh, I think I was 15. She was probably 15. But like every one of those trips, like all of a sudden that trip home, she's like so nasty. And and so I would just help her. <laughs> Process it. just my way of, of helping. Yeah. Letting Let's her know this out. the demon was back. <laughs> Is such a helpful 15 year old. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. But yeah, nothing even offensive from that. There we go. Brought the kids home. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a life. <laughs> what? Let's repeat that. Bring on plug back every day. I mean, I've been trying to be unoffended. I mean, I've been trying to be offended, but when you live the unoffended life, it's, a, it's a really hard to even get offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be. But isn't that true, right? Yeah. If yeah. you no, live an unoffended yeah. life, it's hard to think about things that you could be offended about. If you want to live the offended victim life, you can get it's so offended easy. by anything. Oh, absolutely. I, I haven't used my horn to honk at a person in so long because I'm just like, oh, I almost died. <laughs> and just keep on driving. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do that. <laughs> just as, I don't have road rage anymore. Either I just try not to after you preached about... Um, uh, love why, your enemies? No, <laughs> no. You preached and you talked about why we don't have a branded church van, right? And because you had that story. Oh yeah, because I got I got screamed at by the church van one time. <laughs> they had road rage, and so when they my, didn't realize my, it was me in my <laughs> in my personal vehicle. And so when I had my other car, I had a Restoration Church bumper sticker, and I remembered that sermon. I was like. I'm representing the church right now with my car. I need to change. And so my road rage has been better. The other day, someone cut me off. I just waved hello at them. Like I was like, hi, sorry to be here. <laughs> and just like pulled around. So uh, yeah, that sermon was was great for me. That helped me realize. So putting the bumper sticker on, if you have road rage um, and, and want to actually exercise self-control, it, it actually is a helpful thing to be like, oh, today I represent... The church. Yeah. That was good. Do you have any um 
Any book recommendations on prayer? E.M. Bounds is get the classic on prayer. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've got this book that I use. I didn't use too much of it, but Pray Like Jesus actually probably didn't use any of this. All right, don't read in my <laughs> in my sermon <laughs> it series. It has the same title. Oh, but don't Circle read Maker. It. That's that's uh, oh, yeah. by Mark Patterson. That's a great yep. one. I, I did read um, Craig Rochelle Dangerous Prayers. I liked that one. That it was. It didn't really break down anything like this or work through that, but I I liked that. That's a book a lot. And he has a lot of podcasts that back it up. I think the, um, the, uh, the book Ever Increasing Faith by Smith Wigglesworth is a good, so he was a, he was one of those miracle guys and he was illiterate until he, until either he taught himself or miraculously was able to understand reading the Bible. Oh, wow. And that was like, he was like in his 40s. He's like, he was a illiterate plumber back in the early 1800s, I think. Wow. And anyway, he did quite a number of, quite a number of miracles in a way that we would definitely be uncomfortable with. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that sounds good. That's a book he wrote? Ever Increasing Faith. That's cool. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So awesome. Well, what's um what's next week's focus for us? Pastor Stevens preaching. Oh, awesome. Um the prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, cool. So he is that's the when he's praying and drops of blood are yeah. are pouring from his face. He's in such deep anguish. So That'll be awesome. So we're talking through them. We got Vision Sunday. So yeah. Vision Like Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be awesome. And then Next Gen Takeover, which we have. Uh, fifth. We're tentatively have four teenagers and kids preaching on that Sunday. They're writing that's, the sermon together, but one of them didn't do their homework. So I don't know if it's only three now. Benaya. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he handed his in. Yeah. That's, that's one awesome. from each location too, right? Yeah, it is one from each location That's to awesome. all be in Dover. That's cool. And then they're 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 writing a sermon together. Um off of starting kicking off our series new. That's really cool. Yep. It's gonna be so fun. That's gonna be so much fun. Baptism Sunday this Sunday. Yep. Yes. We got um, sign-ups. We got a um, first time guest from this past Sunday. Yep. And signed up to be water baptized. Yep. We got a father and son duo. Um, adult oh. dad and adult son getting baptized. Sounds cool. In wow. Milton location. I haven't heard about Plymouth. I, I saw a sign up, but I don't visit. So I don't know who they, they are. I don't know who it was either. I, I haven't looked at the registration list. No one told me who's who signed up. But yeah. Yeah. yeah it's always. Gonna be fun. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sitting down and talking with us. Bye.